Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Now, I read a story of a toddler... Um, who become a member of Mensa. This kid is only two. Her name is Isla. And this story was in the Washington Post. Fascinating story. Her parents started, she had a little alphabet block, says loads of kids do, you know. And she started to put the letters on top of various household objects. So, at two years of age, she put the letters C-H-A-I-R up on top of a chair. And S-O-F-A next to a sofa. And her parents reckon that she's got a couple of hundred words at the age of two. And she has been admitted now to Mensa. And Mensa is the elite group for people in the very top IQ Bracket. Two-year-old, though. Anthony Phelan is chairman of Irish Mensa. Anthony, have you ever heard of anything like that? Good morning. Good morning, PJ. How are you? Very well, sir. Have you ever heard well, of anything yeah. like that? Like a toddler being admitted? How would you test a toddler to it for admission to Mensa? Yeah, so we'll say, first of all, PJ, like our... Um, you know, our, our test would be for people aged, you know, 10 and a half years and older. The, the standard test that we do in Mensa, that that's what, you know, the, the age group they would be valid for. Now, when it comes to somebody under 10 and a half years of age, where um, that would require kind of a more specialized test that would be done by an educational psychologist. And um, that would, you know, pending the results of that, then, you know, that, that child then may gain kind of admission to, to Mensa. Yeah. How does one get into Mensa? Yeah, so basically we, we would do tests now around Ireland, PJ, um, and typically we do them in Belfast, Dublin, and down in Cork. Um, and basically it's a two-hour supervised test, and there will be two separate test papers, um, various questions like numerical reasoning questions, uh, spatial reasoning uh you know, written comprehension questions. And it would be on the basis of a result in that, that, you know, if you got in the top 2% um, score in, in those tests, you would be eligible for Mensa membership. Yeah. And what does Mensa membership entitle you to? Yeah, so we'll say when somebody does the, the test, 
you know, they'll get a letter telling them, you know, whether they've been successful or not in terms of eligibility. And if they are eligible, they, they can join Mensa then. And typically what would happen is that uh, they would pay kind of an annual fee and that might be, you know, around maybe 60, 70 euros. Um, and basically, yeah, they would get kind of a very professional produced magazine every month and, uh, that would have things in it like puzzles, news, uh, information about events that are coming up for Mensa members in their area. Um, there would also be kind of local newsletters as well, uh, as well as that kind of main magazine and um, special interest groups. So when you join Mensa, you have the opportunity to join. There's a load of different special interest okay. groups, a whole wide variety of topics. It could be wine appreciation, cookery, Nice. You know, absolutely anything. So, so it's it's it's, it's like a social club, really. Yeah, we were talking only a week or two ago, Anthony, about gifted children and and nurturing them and minding them. Um, like, do you think that children who are gifted should have their own social circles, their own little club that they can go to to meet like-minded kids? Yeah, well, well, I take it as a like as a general thing, PJ. Like that social side, of it, that social connectedness is hugely important for any child. Um, you know, regardless of of whether they're, they're kind of in Mensa or outside of Mensa. Um, and you know, just to put some context on it, I would say like what what any parent would want for their child is that they're you know happy and healthy going through life. Um, and, you know, we know, that, you know, a huge factor in that is, is kind of how socially connected people are, mm. um, not just, you know, the amount of connections, but the, the quality of those connections and relationships are hugely important as well. Um, and, you know, that, that's just such a huge factor. You know, we know that from the research going through life about being happy and healthy. Yeah. Um, you know, for example, you know, the people who are happiest with their relationships at age 50 um, you know, are most healthy at the age of eighty. So it's um, it's hugely important, and you know, you know, it's it's really important for a parent, I think, to to cultivate that in their their children. Yeah. Um. You know, from a young age, but and also to cultivate the awareness in the child of how important that's going to be for them going through life in terms of their happiness and and their health. It's really important to get that balance right. Yeah. Talking about those gifted kids, though, last week we, we learned that they get bored very quickly because they're in school and the classwork is, you know, they're, they're way beyond the classwork. So they get, they get bored. And sometimes when you're 14 and, and you're gifted, it's hard to be just 14. If, if, when, when a child comes into Mensa, I, I take it, Anthony, that you still realize that they're just a kid and they need to do just kid things absolutely and you know we would say like at, at that age group like under 12 like we wouldn't have that many members in ireland like it would be kind of you know less than 10 right um and you know they would be spread kind of all throughout ireland so like geographically even they wouldn't be very close to each other but what we do have is like that we would have kind of um groups for those uh, those children and their families that obviously at that age the parents will be very much involved that they can you know interact online with with other um you know gifted children and, and the parents of gifted children kind of elsewhere as well and you know that interaction can be quite good and um 
you know, so that's that's an outlet for them, really. Yeah. And and do you think that gifted children, Anthony, um, and you know, children who quite like you said, there's only a few of them in 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 Mensa, but do you think that they do need just that little bit of extra help to deal with the gift that they have? Yeah, like what you can find, PJ, is that like they, they can get bored easily, um, and it's uh, you know it, it can be kind of a challenge to to keep them, you know, from that boredom as such, and, and keep them entertained and engaged and things. Um, but and you know that's where really good parenting comes in, and that's where where that part of it is so important, just to create that environment where, you know, a gifted child can kind of grow. And, you know, to see how important all the other aspects are as well, like we spoke about that, that social connectedness and, uh, you know, those, those other human characteristics are really important for them as they go through life also. Is, is there a worry that sometimes they will deliberately dumb themselves down to be accepted by their peers? Yeah, possibly that, that I'm sure that, that can happen in, in some cases. All right. Um, and you know like and, and typically like uh, some people might think that you know at a very young age like that you know it's a bit of a golden ticket for a child like that you know that they've they've got an exceptionally high iq but in practice what you can find pj is that you know even though somebody has a high iq as they grow up like something else can become a bit of a limiting factor for them yeah like they may have a very high iq but for example um you know they they, they may not be very good at dealing with people yeah, and you know that 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 that's probably you know a huge factor in terms of uh, just to look at one aspect of a career success. You know, it, that ability to deal with people is is kind of a huge factor in that. So you could have somebody with a very high IQ, but they're just not very good at dealing with people, and as a result, then like that 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 kind of may create a ceiling for them. Mm. I see. It's an interesting field, and. I think you, you and the researchers we spoke to a couple of weeks ago about gifted children, you, you both come from the same hymn sheet that they've got to be minded, recognise their gifts, nurture their gifts, but mind them as well because they're just kids. Anthony, thank you, Anthony Phelan, who's chairman of the Irish branch of Mensa. Courts 96 FM.